This is 100 Days of Dante, a podcast journey through Dante's divine comedy, one canto at a time. Join us online at 100daysofdante.com. Let's read together. In the middle of the turbulent 19th century, the Alsatian printmaker Gustave Doré began to produce his engraved illustrations of Dante's Commedia. The first illustration in his artistic depictions of Dante's work begins with the portrayal of the young Florentine in a shadowy wood, almost entombed in gray darkness. The final illustration depicts Dante standing abreast his guide, looking ahead into the resplendent ecstasy of the beatific vision. Almost in the center of his folio of haunting illustrations, Doré scores his plate for Canto Four of Purgatorio with an image of Dante following Virgil through craggy cliffs, ascending an enormous, well, rather an ominous mountain out of gloom into light. Dante's entire journey through hell, purgatory, and into heaven is summarized in Doré's engraving accompanying Canto Four of Purgatorio. The ascent through a stony landscape to an irradiated summit is a précis of the Christian passage from the darkness of life on earth into the radiance of God's kingdom. Canto Four contains one of the most beloved quotes of Dante's Commedia, wherein Virgil turns to Dante, who has begun to flag in zeal as he climbs the cliffs, and asserts, quote, this mountain is so made that at the bottom it is much more toilsome, but as a man ascends, it pains him less. It is accepted in Christian parlance that life on this world is difficult. In the words of the 11th century hymn to Mary, the mother of God, the Salve Regina, quote, to thee do we send up our sighs, mourning and weeping in this valley of tears. This great entreaty to the Blessed Virgin expresses well the sentiments common to all Catholic Christians of Florence at the time Dante crafted his Purgatorio. Before reaching heaven, the human soul passes through a valley of mourning and weeping. The ascent of Canto IV is difficult because it represents the purgation necessary to finally arrive at the entrance to the kingdom where mourning and weeping are replaced with, as Dante describes, heaven in the closing line of Paradiso, a place where God's love, quote, moves the sun and other stars. The theme of ascent in Canto IV is one that has attracted the attention of many great thinkers. The history of Dante's influence upon the landscape of the human past is as interesting to me as his message. Two important Americans who helped form American culture were largely shaped by the theological contours of Dante's Commedia, the architect Lawrence Grant White and the Trappist monk Thomas Merton. White, who was the son of the great New York architect Stanford White, was so taken with Dante's literary pilgrimage that he translated the Commedia in 1948. Lawrence White understood well the human ascent from wretchedness in this valley of tears. His elder brother died in 1885. His father was shot to death in 1906, 
and his uncle died on the Titanic in 1912. Merton's autobiography, Seven Story Mountain, was also published in 1948 and takes its title from Dante's Seven Story Mountain represented in the Purgatorio. Reflecting on his journey from unshackled debauchery toward becoming a monk, Merton takes Dante as his guide, much like Dante took Virgil. Merton's Seven Story Mountain draws upon Dante's description of souls in purgatory as divided between excessive love, insufficient love, and distorted love. Throughout his autobiography, Thomas Merton infuses his description of his own life with Dante's vision of these three aberrant manifestations of love. As if recounting Doré's illustrations of the Purgatorio, Merton asserts that, quote, we cannot arrive at the perfect possession of God in this life, and that is why we are traveling and in darkness. The mountain in Canto Four embodies a truth of the human condition that has appealed to many others like White and Merton. Dante was not at all the earliest Christian to apprehend the trials encountered by all who climb upward through this valley of tears. The, the sixth century Christian monk at the monastery at Mount Sinai, St. John Climacus, depicted this ascent as pulling oneself up a ladder, assailed by demons endeavoring to dislodge souls from their climb toward heaven. A famous icon was produced in that 12th century uh, era that was inspired by St. John's ascetical treatise, The Ladder of Divine Ascent. Dante, knowingly or unknowingly, has expressed the same message in Canto Four that is shown on the icon. The souls approach the top of their climb, and as they approach the summit, they are assisted by Jesus, whose outreached arms welcome those who have prevailed toward the kingdom of heaven. Again, as Dante expresses this idea in Canto Four, quote, as a man ascends, it pains him less. St. John writes that, quote, Do not be surprised that you fall every day. Do not give up, but stand your ground courageously. It is as if Dante was reading these lines from St. John when he crafted Virgil's response to the flagging Dante in the Purgatorio. Canto IV contains several hortatory lines in addition to those ascribed to Virgil. Dante, at one point of his ascent, turns toward the east to where he began his climb up the stony mountain. The east in the Christian church has always symbolized Christ, the direction from which the sun rises, the sun, who is Christ, both as redeemer in the past and judge in the second coming. Christians have traditionally faced east during liturgical gatherings, the direction from which, as Dante puts it, he finds courage while struggling toward the mountain summit. He writes, quote, For both of us sat down to rest upon it, facing the east, from where we had climbed up, for looking there often gives one courage. One cannot detach Dante's purgatorio from the church's long history of viewing the Christian journey as an ascent out of this valley of tears, and the Catholic understanding of worship as a journey toward Christ, 
who awaits souls to lessen their struggle at the end of their climb. I'll conclude here with a note about how most readers have read this canto, as an allusion to those who are in purgatory because they have delayed their repentance until the end of life. At the end of Canto 4, Dante encounters his old friend Belacqua, who is crouched over and, quote, scarcely moved his face along his thigh. Belacqua remained a Christian through his days, but in his spiritual sloth, he delayed repentance for his sins until the end of his life. Belacqua must remain in purgatory for the length of his lifetime on earth in order to be purified for entrance into the beatific vision. Whereas Virgil's Aeneid ends with a section on the fortunes of war, Dante's Commedia concludes with the fortunes of a life lived virtuously. Virgil ends his epic with Turnus, whose spirit flees, quote, into the gloom below. Dante inverts the conclusion of his guide's account of Aeneas's departure from Troy and ends with his own spirit's entrance into the joy of heaven. Canto four of the Purgatorio depicts a Christianized version of Virgil's passage with more hope than gloom, albeit a journey that requires the zeal and persistence of climbing a mountain out of this valley of tears. Thank you for reading Dante's Divine Comedy with us. Continue the journey at 100daysofdante.com. 100 Days of Dante is brought to you by the Baylor University Honors College with support from the Torrey Honors College at Biola University, the Templeton Honors College at Eastern University, the University of Dallas, Whitworth University, and Gonzaga University in Florence.